Hello, welcome to season two of the Power of Singing podcast, The Power of Singing in Harmony. This is episode four, featuring soprano Heather Fetro of the Penelope Project and the five voices of the Santosha Voice Group, Joyce Wells, Rich McKinney, Joseph Gadate, Heather Fetro, and myself, Susan Mohini Kane. This musical group of great humans are lifelong singers and have made it their business to bring more singing and harmony into our world. You can learn about each of us individually on our website, or you can hang out with us on our Power of Singing Facebook group, or participate in any of our live events. We are the Voices of the Santosha Voice Group, and you can find us at santoshavoicegroup.com. Okay, so now uh, we're going to turn it over to Heather Fetro, who's going to share her idea of the power of singing in harmony. Take it away, Heather. Thank you, Susan. I'm delighted to talk about this topic with you all um, as colleagues because um, we know that harmony with colleagues is such a great gift to have. And um, I think one of the things that that sparked my my story and my song tonight was actually a conversation with this group of, of people here. And the story came um, about because Lakshmi had been talking about her singing with her sister. And that's the song I'm going to share is of my sister and I singing together, which is something that I, I took for granted so much when I was growing up. Just this beautiful voice that my sister always shared um, you know, like following her big sister, right. <laughs> um, and, and footsteps, you know, singing right along whenever I would start to sing or starting a song. And, um, I was so fortunate to grow up with that and just thinking that was normal that everybody could just harmonize with their sibling. <laughs> and, um, it wasn't always harmonious, you know, between us as siblings growing up certainly, but, uh, Music helped. Music kept us like glue together all the way through college, actually singing in college choir together, which was an incredible gift. And I, I, my story, um, though, to kind of just go off on a little tangent to another, um, another choir experience actually has to do with one of the first choirs I ever had to start pretty much from scratch. This is a children's choir that had been going on for about a year and I, I had no idea it was so hard to teach harmony, actually, to really young kids who'd never had an experience of it before. I'd usually inherited, you know, high school or college choirs or even a middle school choir that had a big Kodai background, you know, where everybody already knew solfege and would harmonize and just kind of, oh, you know, then I could just like tweak, you know, there. But how do you actually teach harmony to kids who've never sung it before? That was a huge challenge for me. And so it made me really appreciate uh, the people that do that, you know, at the very young age, what tools you can give kids to really be comfortable singing in harmony. And I had this one child who came in. And again, we were talking about students on one of the last podcasts who I really grew to love him as a student. But I remember needing to read a lot about how to deal with him at first because he was so precocious and just, you know, kind of the center of attention, wanted to be the center of attention all the time. And I remember one of the things I read was that, you know, boys, boys are worth it in your choir, first of all. So I thought, well, you know, they may take a little extra work, but that I'll keep with it with this kid. And, um, and I did. And, you know, I used every sports analogy I could, you know, to keep him engaged and sat him next to the right people. And I, he was very talented, what it came down to. In the end, uh, he actually ended up being 
the star of A Mall in the Night Visitors, which we did. Some of you might be <laughs> familiar with that show, that operetta. Um, he was able to harmonize with the the mother in that role. And it just was such an incredible experience preparing a child to do that. I had to get every bag of you know tricks out that I could to keep him going. But it was such a beautiful voice. And I was Googling him today because I was thinking about him as we prepared this podcast. And he's doing something with music production right now with his life. He's off in college doing that. So, um, you know, I had a small part to play in helping him hopefully find a passion for himself. And you know, it turns out one of the the reasons he he could have been struggling it was the family was going through a divorce at the time, and you know he needed a a community and a safe space around him. And I, I find for a lot of us, probably uh, we can reflect that buyers have been families for us at times, or other singers have been families and filled filled gaps for us maybe in in times that we didn't even know were there, um, but that that were were available to us. So. Um, yeah, so I I wanted to kind of pivot again to my my song sharing with my sister. This was a song that I commissioned um, from a composer named Paola Prestini, a uh, female composer, great talent, and uh, it was an honor of my grandparents that we wanted to commission this piece. After they had passed, there was a real hole, something really lacking in my life, and I found that making this the album, you know, releasing this song um, on the album with my sister helped in a small way heal and kind of fill a missing piece of me. So this song is called Still, and it talks about how love confounds time. So we talk about love of, of someone or music or, or whatever it may be. Love can help us bridge time and, and space in a certain way that we can't even put words to. Um, some of the text talks about 50 years pass by so quickly. How did that happen? Um, and again, we can we can kind of kind of know that music weaves and fills in some of those what may feel like gaps even in the years. So this is still by Paola Prestini with my sister Rebecca Obert and Myla Henry on the piano. Thank you. 
Beautiful. Wow. Beautiful. Very moving. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. Loved it. And you're, you and your sister's voice, voices together. It's just, there's something so precious about that, you know, and, and I don't know exactly what it is. I mean, it seems obvious what it is, but it just works. Yeah, it works beautifully. <laughs> it, works. it just does. So thank you for that idea. Again, Lakshmi is very, very important, I think, to to celebrate, um, you know, when when you do have someone you can sing with in harmony, to to have that gift is is something really special. So speaking of, that brings me to my question, um, which is what song is most memorable to you personally? Because you either sang or wish you had sung the harmony part. Anybody want to jump in? I can go first. Thanks, I can go Jason. first. Um, actually, it's uh, the, the song for me um, is actually a song by the Beatles called um, uh, Yes, It Is. And so what I did was I, it's an early-ish song or mid-period mid song. Um, but what I had done, you know, was when I was very young and was just teaching myself how to do these things, I took a four-track tape recorder and I sang every part that was in the latter part of the song that is the kind of big, you know, vocal harm harmony part that they all do. I had kind of sat there and I listened to it and I just kind of demoed it out on my own. And I, I sat there and did it and taught myself how to put a harmony together on this little, you know, now kind of antiquated multi-track tape player or recorder. And um, it was the first time where I sat there and was able to listen to myself sing in, you know, more than one voice at the same time. And it kind of blew my mind, you know, I don't even know looking back how good it would be if I were to listen to it. But in that moment, it was this like, whoa, you know, moment like, wow, this could be whatever the rest of my life, you know, and it was kind of a big moment. Um, incidentally, that was the song that I first showed Susan, um, you know, when she first asked me to sing something. Um, of course, I couldn't sing all the parts myself, but, um, you know, I just sang the, the song. So that was a song that was kind of big in my in my heart and in my brain, you know, before I started really studying voice. But because of in in large part because of that experience that I had because of that harmony and stacking those harmonies myself. So. Thanks, Joseph. I love I'm such a Beatles fan. I love that. And it makes me want to go listen to some Beatles right now. So thank you. I, I'm I'm. 
you guys were a twinkle in your parents' eye when I went to see the Beatles. <laughs> so, yeah, I immediately several songs by the Beatles popped into my head when this when you put this question. But the song that was even stronger that came up for me preceded them and probably influenced them, which was sung by the Everly Brothers. And, you know, they're again, brothers and then the harmonies that they did. And the song that came into my head was Devoted to You. If you you're all nodding, so I think you know that song. And um, when I would sing, and I used to sing it with my sister, I would almost always sing the melody parts, but I loved singing the harmony part on so many and Everly Brothers songs. <laughs> Just and so I this song immediately came up in my mind. Um, and actually, one other completely different type also came up, which was um, something again that I sang uh, from the Messiah, and that I sang harmony on, and I loved the harmony. That was and the glory of the Lord. And you're all nodding your head on that one too. So many of you and hopefully many people in, in listening to this will also know that piece. There's just um, some harmonies to me are just kind of like better than the melody. I mean, like they're not, it's not that they're better, but they, you know, it's like the melody is the, is the framework for this incredible harmony to exist in. And that is so moving and um, so satisfying and fulfilling to sing and to share with people. So those are my answers to your question. Lovely. Thank you. That's okay. I'll jump in. <laughs> so um, one of the things, when I was a little girl, I would go out to my grandma's house. My grandma was the one who introduced me to music and she taught me piano lessons and she played, she taught piano lessons to all the farm kids and she was a farmer, farmer's wife. And uh, she wrote songs and played the piano, played ragtime, you know, and she was just like, she was the best. Um, and whenever they did dishes, of course, they didn't have a dishwasher back then. And so they would, the, my mom and my aunt, my mom's sister and, and my grandma would all do dishes together after a big meal. And they just would stand there washing dishes and drying dishes and singing in three-part harmony. And it was just awesome. And I would just sit at the kitchen table, you know, like listening to them and wishing so much like I could be there washing dishes with them. But instead, I just had to listen, you know. So I, that was the first thing when you said, was there a song? And the one was Babes in the Woods. I've sung it so many times, you know, trying to have that feeling of you probably don't know Babes in the Woods. It's a kind of a gruesome song about two children that get lost in the forest and die. But um, uh, they sang it so beautifully in harmony that I just loved it. And I've sung it lots of times, but it just doesn't bring it. I just wish, you know, that was just a particular thing. Those three voices together. My grandma was a tenor and my mom was in, in the middle there as an alto. And then my Aunt Gail was the high voice. And, you know, it was just, it was just spectacular when I really felt proud to be from my family. That's beautiful. Thanks, Susan. Rich. I mean, I'm with the favorite song that uh, I would rather sing harmony on. I've written so much music, and I sing through every part when I do. And so I want to sing harmony on everything, but it's also fun to sing the melody. 
But it, that's kind of a conflict I think that we have inside ourselves, like, let me be the least. But I really prefer to sing the harmony and fit those lovely notes in the middle voices, especially I think that's, that gives me drills. That's so cool. I, I completely agree. I, I grow more and more like in love with harmony, I think, as I get older, too, um, because I used to sing first soprano quite a bit. But now as I get older, I'm asked to sing second soprano, which is like totally makes my day. Um, even singing um, the Countess coming up versus Susanna and the Marriage of Figaro. I'm like, oh, yeah, I could just sing harmony like middle of the middle of the the texture it's so much yummier down there so I definitely have that experience and I had that experience too in the first choir first community choir I was a part of I was cast as an alto and led the alto two section my um because I could read I could sight read at that time I think I had talked a lot of piano lessons so I actually knew what those notes were those ledger line notes you know below the staff so um, so I had a great time singing alto too. And my favorite song for singing harmony still comes from that choir. Actually, it's Sia Hamba, or We Are Marching in the Light of God, um, South African folk songs. A lot of choirs have done them. And they're just classics. And I would I would sing that anywhere, anytime today. It's just such a passionate um, song that was used during anti-apartheid movements in South Africa. So it has like a really strong connection um, that I think is is just in every note of that song whether you know or not you know that as a kid you know it's is something important to sing somehow and um so getting to sing the low alto part in that like is my idea of like a really good time still i would love to be the foundation of that i don't often get to be the foundation of anything but in children's choirs i was <laughs> never get to sing that pretty bass part it's funny it reminds me actually of playing the trombone i used to love playing the trombone for that reason too because i was the the lower in the the brass quartet kind of yeah there's something so yummy about that um so that's kind of a nice way to end this wonderful uh podcast with you today um and and thinking about harmony and, and where you fit in you know in in life too and in groups is just such an endlessly fascinating topic we'd love to continue this discussion with you all we have a follow-up to this podcast so please sign up and continue this discussion with us and thanks for um, being a part of the power of singing with us today keep singing thanks everyone bye-bye thank bye-bye. you bye-bye, bye-bye. bye-bye. Oh,